Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. Daniel Avari here at the VEASAN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Matt Humans and Vinny Mayula. We have the PGA Championship coming up this weekend. There is a golf tournament every weekend, but this is one of the biggest line movement here. These odds from BetMGM this morning, Roy McIlroy from 16 to 1 to 11 to 1, and Victor Hovland went from 25 to 1 to 20 to 1. Their highest ticket percentage there, Jordan Spieth with 8% of the tickets at 14 to 1. Vinny, where are you seeing most of the action at the South Point? Uh, we do have uh, Rory uh, at 12 to 1 and Justin Thomas uh, as co-favorites at 12 to 1. So mm -hmm. tickets and money on Justin Thomas, money on Patrick Reed, Tony Finau. Uh, from 40 down to 18, both uh, money and tickets. Yes, yes, 18 man. 18 to one on Tony. He never to wins. I'm, Top 10, Tony. I, listen, I, I just we just take the take the action, buddy, and I let that dictate. It sounds like Matt's been hurt one too yes. many times yes. by Tony Finau. Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. I'm one of the few people in the world, Danielle, who could say they bet on Tony Finau in his only win, 50 to one in the Puerto Rico Open. Four years ago. How I many other times oh, have you geez. bet him? Uh, a few times. Not too many. Not well, too many. Not so you're ahead. But I'm one for something. I'm ahead of the game on Tony Finau. Well, there you go. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler also uh, drawing some money right now. And Would you look at 40. Tony for a top 10 in this? I think Tony's got a good shot to play well here. It's, it's a course that's going to cater to long drivers. It's the longest track in major tournament history, over 7,800 yards. So long... Uh, long drivers are going to have a distinct advantage here, but you also have to have you got to use every club in the bag here. There's going to be wind off the Atlantic Ocean. You got ten holes. There are seaside holes more than any other course in North America, so the wind's going to play a factor. You got to be able to be a good wind player. I think Finau's game fits this pretty well, but so. Playing top 10, just not to win. No 25 under like we saw this weekend. <laughs> no, it's in, not going to be in like. In McKinney, Texas. It's not going to be like the uh, Byron Nelson no. or the John Deere Classic. The winner's <laughs> not going to be 25 under. I think the winner here is probably going to be around 10 or 12 under. Is there any kind of benefit to having not played in any of the recent tournaments? Yes. I know that one of the recent tournaments was a longer course, so maybe that would have been good practice. But is there a benefit to have skipped any of those? I think it's a benefit to players who didn't play last week. A lot of times you want uh, a week off, a rest before a major tournament like mm -hmm. this. And uh, to be honest, if you played this past week, I think it might be a little bit of a disadvantage because the course is co the complete opposite of what you're going to play this week at Kiowa Island in South Carolina. So. There is no correlation whatsoever between the course that was just played on the PGA Tour in Texas mm -hmm. and this one, except both courses have 18 holes. They all uh, just correct me if I'm wrong. They all have them, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so Jordan Spieth also getting a lot of money, at least at BetMGM. Highest handle number for them at 14 to one. How confident are you in Jordan Spieth's return lately? Well, I bet him in his win in Texas about a month ago, but I have not bet him since. I, th I think. Uh, Spieth is one of those guys who's going to compete. He, his game's in good enough shape where he's going to contend in a lot of these tournaments, but it's tough to win. Mm -hmm. It's just really tough to win, so I think you're asking too much. If uh, you're betting Jordan Spieth in that 20-to-1 range to win a tournament, the value's mm -hmm. kind of gone. If you think about it, Danielle, and I know you do think about things like this, uh, Jordan Spieth was up around the 50-to-1 range not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Right. So now around 20-to-1, it's it's the value in that bet's uh, kind of out the window. Yeah, he's getting he's getting a little bit of support, but not as much as the uh, the others that I mentioned. Actually, Daniel Berger, Matt, uh, to Matt's point, he finished third this weekend. He got a little bit. Some people cashing out tickets last night on him. 
uh, to finish uh, in in the top, in his matchups anyway. Uh, well, Berger won at Pebble Beach. Yeah. Hadn't really heard much about him since. And then he over the weekend he ties for third yeah. in Texas at 21 under. But again, that course really does, yep. has no correlation to yep. uh, the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island. With it being a longer course, is Bryson DeChambeau a golfer you would look at for this just because of his strength? I think you have to look at him. Uh, no question. He's going to get some support from the betting public. I'm mm-hmm. sure by uh, Wednesday or Thursday, Vinny and Chris Andrews are going to see some bets roll in on Bryson DeChambeau because uh, there's going to be the narrative's going to be about long drivers on the longest course in mm-hmm. PGA history. So he's going to get some play. Uh, that's not the guy among the favorites who's my best bet, but I'll mention who's that. Who's your I'm favorite? Gonna, I'm going to say that for about 20 minutes. Okay, now. a little sneak oh, peek there. He's a tease. Real quick, let me ask you also about Dustin Johnson. I feel like he's always been at the top of this board. Vinny mentioned him as well, but we haven't really seen him finish strong lately. So how do you think he's going to perform? He missed the cut at the Masters. Yeah. You know, he has not played well. But uh, he's always the in these top months. odds. You don't get great odds on him. DJ, I think the best you're probably going to find on him right now is around 15 to 1. We raised him. Yeah, we had him at we mm-hmm. we made him the initially we made him the favorite when we posted this event last uh, April uh, at 12, but we raised him to 15 right now all right well more coming up stick with us right here on my guys in the desert Number two of my guys in the desert from the South Point Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Matt Humans, Vinny Maiulo, and special guest Tim Neverett, Los Angeles Dodgers play-by-play voice and a uh, longtime Las Vegan, now live in L.A. Tim, thanks for coming in today. How you doing? Great, Matt. Good to see you. Always good to see you. You too, Vinny. Good to be have you here, buddy. Yeah, Excellent. Thanks. Love thanks. your work. Thank you very much. You know, I saw you out there today, and I knew you were coming in. I said, well, the Dodgers got a game tonight, D-backs, Dodgers. But you can't work all 162. You get a break once in a while on the schedule. Uh, yeah, I've got the Diamondback series off. Uh, my kids live here. One of them produces the show. So <laughs> that's one of the reasons I'm here. But, uh, no, I just drove over this morning from L.A. That's a, it's a nice benefit. And, uh, of course, just, just so familiar with Vegas because I lived here and worked here for so long. I've known you for 100 years. I've been around you for yes, all this time. Uh, yeah. uh, going back to the, I don't know, middle 90s, I guess, early mm-hmm. ni- early 90s, uh, I think. And uh, it's just great to come back because you always see some familiar faces. You know, when I see Mitch and Pauly or, you know, I've known Mike Pritchard for a long time. So a lot of guys that work here I've known mm-hmm. for many, many years. You actually, how many teams have you... Uh done play-by-play for in Vegas. I know uh, the Las Vegas Bandits, the uh, Las Vegas Stars. <laughs> Stars. Did you do the 51s, or were you out of town by the time the Oh, 51s? no, I was, yeah, That's when we changed over from the Stars to the 51s, uh, yeah, I did the AAA games then. Um, so you were the Dodgers AAA yeah. play-by-play yes, guy. Yes, I was now, for now a while. Before you went to Pittsburgh, what year did you go to Pittsburgh? Went to Pittsburgh in 09. I had a okay. stint in Denver uh, doing studio work and some fill-in play-by-play with the Rockies, uh, in between and then went to Pittsburgh was there for seven years with the Pirates had a great time there uh, the last three years I was there they won uh, and then went to Boston and then three years I was there they won won the World Series in 2018 and then been in LA for this is my third year with the Dodgers and we won you're, <laughs> so you're a, you're wow. a two-time world champion right yes right. luckily 
Very lucky to, to do that. I mean, it's right place, right time, I guess. It's got to be great to work with the Dodgers organization, too. I was trying to think, uh, Bryce Harper made his major league debut. I went and covered that at Dodger Stadium in L.A., and you got Vin Scully, Tommy Lasorda up in the press box. Those guys couldn't have been nicer. Sit up there and eat lunch with them. Mm -hmm. They tell stories. It's just a, I, I love Dodger Stadium as well. Even though it's an old stadium, you got the best view there is out, out the press box to center field there. Over the hills is Hollywood. It, it, yeah. It's incredible, Matt. I got to tell you, Dodger Stadium has, you know, the great view. You look over, you mentioned, look up past center field wall. You've got uh, the San Gabriel Mountains. Uh, yesterday was a little overcast for our, our game with the Marlins, so you couldn't see the mountains. But most of the time you do. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the weather is perfect. Uh, I remember talking to some former Dodgers down by the cage a couple of years ago, uh, one of them who was a shortstop in Boston for a long time, and he pulled me aside. He said, you know what I liked about coming out here to play? I said, what's that? He said, it's like this every blanking night. <laughs> he said, it's like this every single night. He's, and it is. It's, I mean, there's no rain tarp on the field. It's beautiful. But, the, it, it, you know, I get to work with uh, some pretty good guys. I get to work with uh, Rick Monday on a regular basis on radio. When I go to TV, I work with Nomar Garcia-Para sometimes, Oral Hershiser most of the time. Fernando Valenzuela's in the booth next door. I see him all the time. So it's really, like, like you said, going to Dodger mm -hmm. Stadium when you're around there, you run into these guys, you, you have dinner with them, you get to talk to them, you joke around with them, you share information with them, it, and then you leave and you say, wow, it's just wild that they include me in their group, and it's just it's a it's a blast. It really baseball is. Baseball legends, yeah, a lot of history. It's, it's, Fernando it's Valenzuela, by the way, had a son who played baseball for UNLV. Fernando Jr. Yeah. and that's another team I was doing the games for then. You were doing right. the Rebels. I was right? doing the Rebels then, yeah. and they went to the NCAA tournament. And a story about Fernando Jr. Real quick, playing Arizona State in the regional final, the NCAA regional final in Tempe, Arizona. Dustin Pedroia was the shortstop at the time. Andre Ethier was in right field for the Sun Devils, uh, and Fernando Jr. was at first base, and the the uh, Rebels had lost an earlier game, so they had to play an extra game, and they were out of pitching. So the head coach at the time, Jim Sloshnagel, who's now doing a great job at TCU, he wrote up on the board, anybody have any innings? Put your name down here. Fernando was the first one. He wanted to pitch. And uh, the next question is, do you have a screwball? <laughs> so uh, he never got to pitch, though, but he could hit. He I don't really think he, I was going to say, I was there in Tempe for that game. I don't remember Fernando yeah. getting to pitch. But no, he didn't. Story. He didn't, yeah. Okay. Hey, tonight, mm -hmm. just mention this, D-backs and Dodgers, they open mm -hmm. a series, four-game series in L.A. It's, this is a good pitching matchup, too. It's Mad Bum against uh, Walker Buehler. Mad Bum started uh, very poorly this season, but over his past four starts, 25 innings, he's allowed only two earned runs, 0 0.72 ERA over that stretch. Uh, so Mad Bum's been a lot better. The D-backs have not. They're 3-9 and nine over the past 12 games. Uh, what do you make of Walker Bueller in this matchup tonight against the D-backs? Well, Bueller's got an extra day's rest pitching tonight. The Dodgers went with a bullpen game yesterday at Dodger Stadium against the Marlins. Uh, they pushed Walker to today. They'll do that from time to time. Dave Roberts, does a, I think he does a great job managing the, the rotation because – He'll have guys go on six days every now and then. Trevor Bauer really wants to stay on five days because he's a creature of habit. Clayton Kershaw is a creature of habit, but he's going to get a sixth day, uh, that day in between once in a while. So Bueller's on extra rest tonight. I think that he has been pitching phenomenally well. I think it's a great pitching matchup. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of lineup the Dodgers run out there tonight now that they've got a new first baseman. Uh, they have two new first basemen, actually. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, the news today, they officially signed Albert Pujols, three-time MVP, 
a guy who's got a career 298 average. Uh, he hasn't played since early May, so we don't know if he'll be in the lineup or not. But Yoshi Tsutsugo was a trade uh, acquisition from Tampa Bay two days ago. Kind of a, a, a lower-level piece of news because you bring Albert mm -hmm. Pujols on board. And that's when the Pujols news started was two days ago. So, uh, so he can play first base. He'll play some third base. He'll play some left field. But they're both going to come off the bench. And Pujols has agreed... Uh, to be a, a bench player. One thing he didn't want to do with the Angels, but he's certainly willing to do it with the Dodgers. Well, you can win a World Series with the Dodgers, was not going to get there with the Angels. I would. You don't have to say that, but ooh, I can. I would, uh, uh, I would think from the player's standpoint, yeah. I mean, he, honestly, if it wasn't for Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, yeah, right. I mean, they're the show in mm -hmm. Anaheim. I mean, no disrespect to the organization, but they, they have a lot of other good players, but they just don't have the pitching, and the Dodgers yeah. do. Shohei, by the way, with a two-run homer to win the game yeah. for the Angels in Boston. That was a dramatic yeah. ending to that game. I know Vinny is going to ask you something here first, but let's get to the Corey Seager injury. He's going to be out at least four weeks, probably longer, maybe double that. Who knows how long Corey Seager is going to be out at shortstop. You talked about the Pujols signing. Uh, Cody Bellinger is going to return soon. So a lot of moving parts here with the Dodgers. A lot of moving parts. Uh, first with Seager, then I'll get to Bellinger. With uh, Seager... Turned into a pitch the other night in uh, Ross Detweiler, left-handed reliever for the Marlins, threw it. Got him on the fifth metacarpal, which is just uh, below the pinky. So he's out for at least four weeks, maybe a little longer. Uh, might be six. It's, there's no timetable on it. He did not need surgery, which was a good thing. So basically they're in the mode right now where they're just going to let it heal. And then with Bellinger, uh, look for him uh, late this week to maybe leave Camelback Ranch in Arizona, the uh, spring training headquarters, the, the rehab headquarters, and, and probably go to Oklahoma City and start a AAA rehab maybe Friday, maybe Saturday. Could be sometime at the end of this week when he goes out on a rehab assignment. Tim, you mentioned uh, Oklahoma. Can, uh, by the way, can Pujols help the team? You think he can really help the Dodgers? Yeah, because they needed yeah. a right-handed bat off the bench. Okay. And I think when you look at some of the guys that we have that probably should be in AAA right now, or you're an opposing manager, you've got Albert Pujols lurking in the dugout, it makes you think a little bit more because he can do a lot of damage. Now, granted, he hits in a lot of double plays, but he also is fifth all-time in home runs. Mm -hmm. I mean, 677 home runs, and I think he wants to get to 700. He said at his press conference earlier today, uh, he's not thinking about retiring at the end of this season. He still thinks he has gas in the tank. I hope he does. But, uh, you know, he's going to have to hit a lot of singles because his legs aren't what they used to be. But at the same time, he's going to be able to, have an opportunity to knock in a bunch of runs. Tim, you mentioned OKC, the AAA uh, affiliate of the Dodgers, who play in the Pacific Coast League. Right. We see them uh, from time to time when they come here and play uh, the Aviators, uh, the Oakland A's AAA team. Not, I don't know if there's anybody there that can step in right away, because the Dodgers have always had a terrific farm cl club. But what I think it helps them for, if these some of these in injuries, particularly the pitching staff, uh, continue during the course of the season. They can make some deals. They've got resources there to go out uh, and get some uh, some folks. Yeah, they do. I, I think their best prospects, though, Vinny, are at the lower levels right now, mm -hmm. maybe double A, uh, maybe some in single A. Those are the ones I think that teams would want to dig into in terms of making trades. Uh, right now, the triple-A guys, they, they do have some, some six-year veteran guys. Like, they brought in Steven Souza Jr., who's not on the 40-man roster. They brought in Nate Jones, a pitcher uh, who's not on the 40-man roster. He was just with the Braves and released. Uh, they, they brought in a number of guys for depth at the triple-A level. Uh, some of those guys could be included in a trade, but at the same time, I think if I'm another team, I'm looking at 
I'm looking at the younger guys. Younger. And that's what they tried to do with some of these people like, uh, you know, Dustin May mm-hmm. and, uh, and Will Smith and uh, Gavin Lux and people like that. It, over the years, other teams tried to steal them in other trades. I said, ah, that May guy, he's pretty good. You know, why don't we take him? And Dodgers are like, uh-uh, no way. And, you know, he's just had a Tommy John surgery last week, a week ago, and uh, he's recovering. And I think when he comes back, he's just going to be an absolute beast in about 18 months. He was becoming that uh, yeah, before he, he went down he to was. injury in that series in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, I was talking with uh, the producer of the show, Matt Never, last week, and I said, man, with all the experiences uh, your dad's been through in L.A., maybe he should write a book. <laughs> Has that ever occurred to you, Tim? Uh, yeah, it actually did last year during the oh, pandemic. Okay. Yeah, how's it, that coming along? It did good. Uh, it's a it, right now. COVID curveball is the name. Okay. Uh, it's on Amazon right now. Uh, you can look it up on Amazon. It'll tell you all about the book and what it is. What it was was last year during the shutdown. After we got shut down from spring training. I was up in the mountains of New Hampshire walking around. We were isolating up there away from human beings. And uh, I came up with the idea while I was hiking in the woods saying, you know, what if I chronicled every day? Because this season is going to be the most different and odd season Major League Baseball has ever had. And uh, it, it was, but I didn't know at the time. And nobody knew what baseball in 2020 was going to look like if we had it at all. Mm-hmm. And that coupled with the fact that I was with a team that, could win a World Series. So if it won a World Series, you know, what a great ending to the book. But uh, so not to spoil the ending, but that's the ending. They win the World Series. Uh, but you already knew that. But uh, but there's a lot of different things that happened along the way, a lot of different stories, a lot of different, uh, you know, with the protocols, testing, uh, travel, not travel, masks, weird things that, that went on during a season that just had never happened before in baseball. And I've got some of my other stories uh, from baseball in there in the past, a lot of quotes uh, from people from the 2020 season and, um, you know, photos that show, like, you know, different things. Like, uh, you know, there's a great – there'll be a great photo, and here's a spoiler for you, of Clayton Kershaw, an action shot. And the only fans that can see him are cardboard cutouts. And then I've got another one that shows you the back of the cardboard cutouts because nobody ever saw those. Right, so you'll see what they look like. Uh, that was my view every night when I was up there. But it's uh, it's called COVID Curveball. It's available on Amazon right now. You can go check it out. And uh, it's uh, as far as we know, the only book that was written on the COVID season. My publisher called me the other day. Said we've been searching. We can't find one. We think you've written the only one. Very good. So well, you hit a winner there because uh, when you decide to write a book, it certainly helps when that team goes on to win the world championship. That, that didn't hurt. Yeah, that didn't hurt. I, I mean, you talk about luck. That was luck. Tim, let's look at the division. I mean, the Dodgers have great chem- seem to have great chemistry yeah. too. Who's who's surprising you so far? I mean, obviously the Giants are a story. Uh, Pods, what do you what do you think of the division so far? I think the Giants have been a surprise from the pitching standpoint. Mm-hmm. Their starting pitching's been unbelievable. I look at Alex Wood. What is he five and zero? ZRA is under two. They got a bunch of guys that are under two in terms of an ERA. Uh, the Padres, we expected them to be pretty good, and they're mm-hmm. actually doing it with smoke and mirrors right now right. with all these guys out due to COVID and COVID mm-hmm. protocol. But uh, the Padres are a good team. They're exciting. The games with the Dodgers are going to be fun. The Dodgers play the Giants right after this series with Mm -hmm. the Diamondbacks. They'll go up to San Francisco. Uh, We call the games remotely still, which is a whole other story. Um, And uh, so their first look at the Giants will be in San Francisco, but they'll have a stretch of games where they play the Giants seven times in nine games with their uh, most favorite opponent, the Houston Astros, uh, with two games in Houston tucked in between.
Yeah, Dodgers and Giants have not faced off yet. Not no. yet. Giants not yet. are 24 and 16. They have a half game lead over the Padres, two games up on the Dodgers uh, right now at the 40 game mark. Uh, Dodgers, you would think, are going to come out ahead when this is all said and done, but they've had so many injuries so yeah, far. Yeah. You still can't expect the Dodgers to play at a high level without Corey Seager, without Cody Bellinger, right? They got to get these guys back. Yeah. I mean, they're they're coming back. They've got another guy who's an X factor, Zach McKinstry, who was a surprise player. Uh, he is uh, recovering from uh, an oblique situation. He's going out on a rehab, I think, midweek this week, and should be back soon. But he was having a terrific start to the season, and he was a very important player uh, for us. Uh, I think, yeah, well, getting Bellinger back is going to be huge, and then he's got to get his timing back in the games and so on and so forth. This is why you play 162. Because you play 60, every game's like three games. This way, you can, you know, teams are going to have their peaks and valleys. They're going to have their injuries. And every team's going through this. Every team's going through a large number of injuries. Uh, But I I do think when it's said and done that the Dodgers will be there, I think they have the starting pitching. I mean, Trevor Bauer, his game against the Marlins two days ago, unbelievable. He wants to pitch complete games. The only problem is he strikes out too many guys, and his pitch count goes up. Mm -hmm. He had uh, 10 strikeouts the other day. His career high is 14. Uh, He's trying to get back to that. But he went seven full. You get seven full with 10 punch outs. You've done a good job. Two hits, no runs. I mean, hey, that's. He's up around 115 pitches, I think, when he left that game, right? Yeah, and he is the only pitcher in the modern era now to have, after his first nine starts, more than uh, 70 strikeouts and fewer than 30 hits allowed. The only pitcher in the modern era. All right, that's Tim Neverett, Los Angeles Dodgers, play-by-play guys. Got the book coming out, COVID Curveball. Show Vinny the ring, too. Show the ring. Look at that. Look at that. That's pretty impressive. I know. Look at that. Look. Don't show me. Show the ring. <laughs> okay. We see humans all, right, we'll all the back, time. Back in a couple minutes on My Guys in the Desert. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get a $250 match bonus, the fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? In Illinois, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, you can call one 800 Gambler in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. In Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. This is the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Now let's get back to My Guys in the Desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Mayulo. All right, we appreciate Tim Neverett stopping by in studio. Los Angeles Dodgers play-by-play broadcaster. At Tim Neverett on Twitter. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the Dodgers game tonight against the D-backs. It's Madison Bumgarner against Walker Buehler. Mad Bum's been pitching so much better lately. Dodgers big favorites here. But, you know, like we discussed with Tim, this is not the same lineup. Yes, you got Mookie Betts in there. Max Muncy's been uh, heating up. 
You're without the World Series MVP in mm-hmm. Corey Seager. You're without the NL MVP of two years ago in Cody Bellinger. Uh, the Dodgers just look a lot different, Vinny, offensively than we thought they were going to look like at this point. Good point, Matt. But the but it is you know these prices in baseball are predicated on on the starting pitcher, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we did again. We we we've talked about this quite a bit because the Dodgers, when you look at their record, at just plus four in terms of the win loss, right? Twenty two and eighteen. Figured to be in a much better position, right, going into the season. I mean, we had them at 103, 100, you could have found them at 104, right around uh, the most regular season projected wins. Um, but they, they continue to be bet. I mean, they've been a favorite and all but I think one game this year, and that game might have been like close to a pick em, or they were an even money. Yeah, Milwaukee. Dog, right? Yeah. Yep. Milwaukee was the slightest like of favorites. A dime, maybe, yeah. or so, you know. But, right. but here, you, here you have the Dodgers where we open them as $2 favorites today. It didn't stop anybody uh, in terms of straight bets and parlays. And again, that's predicated on, on the pitching matchup here. Uh, right now, the Dodgers has 210 favorites, Matt, seven under the total. And uh, the Dodgers only even money on uh, on the run line. They took plus one hundred five with them on the run line. Uh, but Bumgarner pitching as well, uh, pitching good too, including a, a seven inning. You got the asterisk next to a no hitter mm-hmm. uh, recently too in in this run that he's been on. But uh, again, uh, value. If you know if you talk about a value play, which we oftentimes do, it's, it's probably with the D backs. But look, tough to go against the Dodgers, who uh, with the talent they have, even with the injuries, Matt. They've got the talent to compete, and that's why they're still going to remain the favorites for the division. Yeah, I think uh, what's difficult for me when you look at this, the Dodgers minus 210. If you, if yeah. you want to lay somewhere around, uh, you got to lay a price, or is it even money on the run line right now? Right now it's, it's even money. Even it was money. plus okay. 105. Yeah, so if, you, if you're going to bet the Dodgers today, Matt, you're better off. Uh, I think the problem around. I have there is this lineup's not going to be producing as many huh. runs. You know, yeah. Corey Seager's a real spark for mm-hmm. the Dodgers offensively. Yeah. You take him out of there. I'd have a tough time laying the one and a half. But those prices get up there on the Dodgers because of the starting pitching matchups. Like you said, Dodgers uh, minus 210. Matt Baum has allowed two earned runs over his last 25 innings. Hey, uh, best bets going into the weekend. Qu- quick recap of what I put up there. Uh, I did not play the Rays on the run line. Uh, I was tempted to do that. They were minus 152 against the Mets on Friday, Vinny. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't trust the Rays to cover the run line, so just laid the 152, which Good is bet. about as high a price as I'll play in baseball. Well, the Rays won by one. Mm-hmm. Uh, squeaked out a one-run win to get the win at minus 152. In the UFC, Munoz plus 105 over Souza. That was a winner as well. Souza got his arm snapped. Uh, props to Lou Finicaro uh, for coming up the winner in that fight as well. So uh, two wins over the weekend. I got two best bets. For this week, one for tonight, one for the PGA, Vinny. Danielle asked me, what's your best bet for the PGA? Among the favorites, I'm going with Justin Thomas at 16-1. to 1. That's the current price at Circa, and I think that's the best price I can find in town. What do you have in the, at the South Point we, of JT? We went down to a 12, Matt. They've been yeah. betting him uh, money and tickets on Justin Thomas. Uh, so I just bet that today at 16-1. to 1. I think that's the best price. Good price. Also playing a dog tonight. I was... Uh, talking a little bit about this uh, when Vinny and I previewed the game the first time around. Logan Webb and the Giants, plus 123. I think the best price in town is at the South Point as we speak. Giants plus yep. 123 against the Reds, right? There it is, plus uh, uh, plus 23. Yep, minus 33, plus 23. Penny line, 10 cent straddle. There it is, buddy. All right, those are best bets. I'll come back with more golf plays in the next couple of days, including some long shots. Uh, but JT's the one guy among the favorites that I do like at 16 to 1. Nice, man.
Quick break. We come back. Vinny and I will talk NBA and MLB Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danielle Avari. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to My Guys in the Desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. Vinny, the NBA regular season is over. It's over, Matt. It's over. One of the hardest working guys in show business is Dave Tooley, and he keeps these ATS stats for VSIN every night on his Twitter account. So here's how the season wraps up. NBA favorites finished 539 and 513 with 15 pushes against the spread. That's 51.2% with mm. 13 games closing pick'em. Overs went nine and six on the last day, five thirty nine and five thirty, fifty four fifty point four percent on the season. So slight edge to the favorites, and the overs looks like the odds makers are doing their job. Well, listen, Matt, we're trying, yeah. you know, uh, but it's see if you bet the favorites there at fifty one point two percent, laying eleven at ten, you lose. Of course, because nobody's going to bet every favorite on the board all no, season. Some folks, no. do, but I'm just saying that's <laughs> you've you've got to hit mm-hmm. uh, 52.38 uh, technically if you're laying 11 at 10 uh, just to, just to break even. So, um, but interesting, and also with home court this year, not as big a factor. I attributed I gave like maybe one point uh, to the home court this year. Maybe a little bit more in the playoffs. I think we're going to start seeing some more fans. And, of course, travel you know, travel uh, does impact uh, uh, some things as well, uh, Matt. But, you know, without fans, uh, you, you're seeing it, it, the, the, there's been an adjustment to the home court uh, for teams. And uh, that's what we're seeing here. So, well, good work by you, Mr. Tooley, there, keeping track of all that. Stephen Curry also finishes as the scoring champion, the NBA scoring champion wow. at age 33. He scored 2,015 points. It was a 72-game season. Uh, he averaged 32 points a game. We haven't seen somebody that age lead the NBA in scoring since Michael, Jordan, and Vinny. I know you think 33 is not old. It's not. I don't. It's not. 33, what is it? It's the new uh, 25, <laughs> 28? <laughs> well, without Clay Thompson, Curry's had to carry the Warriors. This yeah. season. He's had to carry the Warriors offensively, and uh, he's going to have to do the same thing in the play-in game against the Lakers on Wednesday night. And uh, I said the first hour, I think this game will be bet like an NBA Finals game. There's going to be a lot of hype for Golden State and the Lakers on Wednesday night. This number's already come down a little bit. I saw sevens on the screen last night when I was mm-hmm. working on some NBA stuff. Now I see as low as four at Circus Sports. 
What do you have here at the South Point on Warriors Lakers on Wednesday night? And how do you think this game's going to be bet? Matt opened six and a half uh, yesterday, and now down to four and a half. So yeah, a two point move here at South Point uh, to the Warriors. The total also being bet under from two twenty two uh, to two twenty and a half. Matt, this game uh, just because of the matchup, all right, mm-hmm. and the time, which is important. Now it's it's going to be the last game. Uh, the second game, I should say, the last of the four, but the second game on Wednesday night. It's the Warriors and it's the Lakers. The Lakers always get tremendous betting interest. If you're the casual fan or you're a Laker fan, you're backing your team. But also, if you're a more seasoned better, professional better, what you know you're going to get value with, with the opponent. Uh, it's just like the Golden Knights situation here uh, in Las Vegas. So the Warriors have gotten the betting attention so far. These are two of the more uh, public teams. The Lakers have always been a public team, but in recent years, uh, even you know with the injuries, the, the Warriors, with that run they had a few years back, became a very public team as well. Now they're playing each other, Matt. Mm-hmm. This, some people were complaining about this play-in format, this play-in tournament. We're not complaining about it at all. Uh, from our side of the counter. It's good for business. I mean, it's going to generate More interest. meaningful games. You know, and they mean something, right? So right. there's there's incentive here. I think it's a plus, too. So, I like uh, I, and I think as, as betters, you can you know, look for prices, look for uh, uh, for certain uh, opportunities, even the end game that's, uh, that's going to come about as well. So uh, a move to the Warriors here, Matt, from 6.5 to now 4.5 uh, uh, and, uh, and the under from 22 to now 220.5. All right. Uh, Stephen Curry's not going to win the MVP, but uh, LeBron James showing his opponent the proper respect. He said, in my opinion, uh, Steph is the MVP of the league this year. And when he was talking mm-hmm. about this last night, he said, we're playing, in my opinion, the MVP of the league. If Steph is not on Golden State's team, what are we looking at? End quote. And Golden State's 39-33 and 33 over the 72-game season. Mm-hmm. It's guesswork. But the way he's had to carry this team without Klay Thompson – I'm not sure the Warriors would have won 20 games without him. There are a lot of different ways you could determine the MVP. Curry's a scoring champ. He's got the Warriors in the playoffs. He's not going to be MVP, but it's hard to argue that anyone's been more valuable to their team than Curry has been to the Warriors. Yeah, great point, Matt. And I, I could make a case for for Curry, and I I, uh, I admire LeBron's uh, uh, you know candor here, and I think he's right. We, we, I could tell you this: without Curry. The Warriors are not the Lakers' opponents uh, in in this playing game. That that's right. I think that's safe to say. That's not going out on the limits. He's absolutely accurate. And LeBron and what LeBron means uh, to the Lakers. I mean, you know, Anthony Davis is terrific, but uh, the reality is this: both of these teams are only going to go as far as these two gentlemen carry them. It'll be a heck of a game Wednesday night. Looking forward to it in the play-in. The Warriors and the Lakers right now. The uh, market number is four and a half. Total of uh, two twenty. And uh, if not for LeBron James and Anthony Davis injuries, the, the Lakers wouldn't be in the playoff, excuse me, in the play-in tournament mm-hmm. either. Um, and it looked like LeBron was going to be MVP before he went down. And yep. uh, obviously he's back, and it looks like the Lakers are healthy. Vinny, give us a quick rundown of the other three play-in games and the current numbers. Uh, first, the other game in the West on Wednesday night, Spurs and Grizzlies in Memphis. And Matt, uh, this one opened with the uh, Grizzlies as four-point favorites. And uh, to your uh, uh, in, in honor of you, I will give you the the betting breakdown. Toggling between uh, four and three and a half, they're taking four with the Spurs and laying three and a half with the Grizzlies. Right now, sitting at three and a half, total down three points from two twenty five to two twenty two. Uh, tomorrow, Hornets Pacers, Matt. 
Uh, the Pacers uh, from three and a half down to three, and uh, what we're seeing there is uh, mostly uh, mostly Hornets money. Which, but I think that'll be a two way uh, two way betting game. And the Wizards Celtics, Matt. This one opened. We opened the Celtics one and a half. It went down to one, but then they laid the one and laid one and a half. We're back to two. Uh, no Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum is probable. Walker and Smart questionable for the Celtics, but they're, these Wizards, red hot, 17 and 6, the last 23. 17 covers, Matt, during that run as well. It was well. red hot down the stretch for the Wizards. If you like, there's a dog in that game. You can catch two and a half out there in yeah. a couple places in the market, including mm-hmm. Circa. We're going to talk more NBA betting with JBT on tomorrow's show. He's also working on a special edition of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Check all that out at vcin.com. OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Now back to My Guys in the Desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. All right, Vinny. Uh, Marshall and Indiana battle tonight for the Men's Soccer National Championship. Break it down for us and give us a current line. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, what is uh, was the last time those two – I don't think Marshall's ever been in the final. Marshall, Indiana, pretty good. Uh, seeking its first title, I think Indiana's won seven or eight. Yeah, Indiana's the, pretty good. I'm going to root for the Thundering Herd in this one tonight. You are? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. you're going you're to get a price. Uh, let's Let talk baseball. You, let's man. talk baseball. We uh, broke down all the National League games. Let's get to the uh, American League and start at the top of the rotation in the AL with White Sox and Twins in Minnesota tonight, Vinny, and uh, close to a pick'em game. Yeah, actually, Matt. Dallas Keuchel, Jay Haps. Mm-hmm. White Sox, uh, they opened as the uh, road favorites here, slight road favorites at $1.12. Uh, right now, the uh, the Twins uh, are dime favorites, even money on the White Sox. Nine and a half for this total. We uh, we opened this total eight and a half on the overnight, Matt, adjustment. Uh, and then money showing uh, from nine to nine and a half right now on this one. And the run line, Twins. I'm sorry, the uh, uh, White Sox still favored. Actually, you got to flip that on the graphic there, minus one and a half uh, for the Twins, and that'll be, uh, that'll be plus 40. Might see some runs in this game, but the Twins yeah. really struggling, by the way, at 13 and 25, and uh, Jay Happ has allowed nine earned runs, or he, he allowed nine earned runs and three and a third against the White Sox on May 12th. Dallas Keuchel. Last time he faced the Twins on May 12th, these guys went head-to-head. Keuchel went five and two-thirds, allowed eight hits and six earned runs. So both pitchers got beat up uh, pretty good. You know, we were talking about uh, the Dodgers with uh, Tim mm-hmm. Neverett when he was in studio. Dodgers have the highest uh, run differential in the National League, but they're third in baseball. Do you know who's one and two? I think White Sox. Are White right Sox there, number one at yeah. plus 61. The Houston Astros, Astros. Is number two. Dodgers. At number three, it's a White Sox team. Uh, you know, there's some you know some criticism uh, of them and their performance early on, particularly you know when Tony La Russa and they're they're nine games over 500. They're playing good ball. This is a good young team, and they're going to get healthier uh, as the season goes on. So now, whether or not they get him in his back is another story. But either way, 
White Sox figured to be a uh, a factor this year, and uh, they're demonstrating it right now. So, yeah, even money. Hmm. All right, let's talk about the Yankees now. Garrett Cole is uh, starting tonight. He's um, he's got a streak of 56 strikeouts since yeah. he last walked a batter. And uh, obviously Garrett Cole is going to be a big favorite tonight. He's got a 137 ERA on the season. Trails only uh, Jacob deGrom and John Means in that ERA category. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton have been hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judge has got a homer in uh, three consecutive games. Rangers have dropped six in a row. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Yankees with uh, Cole, you know, are going to be a big price. You know, Matt, we talked in the uh, uh, the opening segment today when we came on at 3 o'clock Pacific about the, the uh, Pirates. We figured that the, the Pirates we were going to need just on a pretty regular basis uh, during the course of the season. And the mm-hmm. American League, uh, the Rangers were that team. And, again, they started better. They were actually doing better than some folks uh, had, uh, had anticipated. Uh, but the Yankees are a big favorite in this game. They did bet the Rangers in this game, and that's a that's just a play uh, by more seasoned betters taking a plus two forty price on the Yankees. Open at minus two eighty. They're down to two seventy. So the biggest favorite on the board still today. They're minus mine. How big are they? They're minus one sixty on the run line. Rangers plus 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 one forty, uh, and you get plus a run and a half here. The total on this game, Matt, uh, now sitting at eight under. And uh, Jordan Lyles is going to be the starter for Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I saw this report from uh, John Morosi. says the Yankees will prioritize left-handed bats at the MLB trade deadline. The team of uh, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and Reggie Jackson has the worst OPS of any lineup in the majors from the left side <laughs> this season. That's the MLB network. And uh, the Yankees do need to do something about this. They, they've got the, mm-hmm. an unbalanced lineup. They've got to find more hitting from the left side of the plate. Yeah, I think uh, those three guys, uh, Matt, uh, they could still probably do some damage, even though two <laughs> of them reside in heaven. Uh, but, you know, Matt, the Yankees, you know, we talked about this too with, with Tim. Everything about the Dodgers is they've got resources to, to make moves. The Yankees find a way to do that as well, mm-hmm. find a way to have resources, whether it's cash and or players, but mainly cash. And you know what? If they need to do it, they'll get it done. But uh, that is that is a, a good point, especially with the short porch uh, in Yankee Stadium, right, to try to take advantage of uh, uh, get uh, get some, some more power from the left side. That's why I really thought the Yankees uh, would have made a big play for Bryce Harper a couple of years ago because he was pretty, he's tailored. His, the way his left-handed swing for Yankee Stadium, that short porch in right field, I thought Harper would have been a monster. I thought two teams, uh, and again, not being biased here, but just from, I thought the Yankees were one. I thought the Mets were another one because of the marketing aspect as well, right? I mean, you're looking for headlines in, uh, in, in New York because there's always a competition. Mets are always chasing the Yankees. Uh, in, in not only in terms of success, but in terms of uh, uh, of the headlines. And I thought that would have been a natural as well. So maybe if Steve Cohen was there at that time, uh, if uh, Bryce Harper went. That's got the headlines um, when Francisco Lindor talked about the rat and the raccoon. Yeah, well, that was, uh, yeah, that different kind of headlines, you know. I mean, last time they had those kind of headlines were, were, was the Honeymooners and Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton were at the Raccoon Lodge. You don't remember that, do That's you, That's an old reference. I, I do remember the show. I, I don't remember that. Jimmy Vaccaro. I, I, I put that out there for Jimmy Vaccaro and Chrissy Andrews. I think that one. I'm not sure JVT would get that one. Uh, Indians and Angels. Did you see the end of the Angels-Red Sox game yesterday? Mike Trout hits show a me. high fly to right field, kind of windblown, shallow, yep. and it drops between uh, three players. Yep. So Trout gets lucky. He gets on base. Shohei. It's showtime. He hits a bomb. 
and the Angels win the game 6-5 to five to stop a four-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. So Angels got two MVP candidates, but they can't string together wins. No, man. Uh, they've won the consecutive games once this month. Uh, Mike Trout's got the best OPS in baseball. Uh, Shohei's got 12 home runs. Indians still struggling. Or excuse me, Angels still struggling as they face the Indians tonight. But the good news for the Angels, they come back to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, Patrick Sandoval is the starter, and the Angels are favored. Hey, are, Matt. Uh, this is uh, a game that right back to the opening number of $1.35 for the Angels initially. Uh, the money came in on the Indians. Uh, this game got uh, got. I'm sorry, uh, went went higher. They laid the uh, the price with the Angels initially to a dollar forty two, and now back to the opening number. So two way action is the one game that has uh, probably the most balanced action so far today. Nine and a half under for this total. It did open flat, so they're betting this game under, and uh, the Angels plus forty five on the uh, on the run line. All right, we could talk a half hour about this next game, but let's keep it to 30 <laughs> seconds. Tigers and Mariners in Seattle. Mize and Kikuchi and Mariners, uh, big favorites. Yep, dollar uh, seventy-five. Matt, at home are the Mariners, and uh, they're betting the Mariners up 20 cents from a dollar fifty-five on the opener. Eight to seven and a half for the total, and uh, if you think the Mariners, Matt, if you like them tonight, heading north, you know, and now a dollar seventy-five, you could take six to five on the run line. So Tigers. against the Tigers. Not news, but the, the, Vinny, the Tigers are struggling. Eight and twenty in their past twenty-eight games. Two teams uh, that we're uh, we're needing on a pretty regular basis. Uh, even though they bet them a little bit tonight in straight bets, the uh, the Rangers I mentioned, but the Tigers in the uh, American League. All right, we're done talking baseball today. Thanks to uh, Tim Neverett, the Los Angeles Dodgers play-by-play guy, who's in studio with us. So was Randy McKay, a professional sports better and a very sharp hockey guy. Gave his best bets. Out for tonight's hockey games. You can catch the replay up at vcin.com. All the show replays are up there. Vinny, let's do one more rundown of the hockey games before we wrap it up here. And the puck's going to drop in uh, this Boston-Washington game in about 45 minutes. Bruins yep. and Caps. And the Caps, Matt, at home here. Uh, the Bruins open as slight favorites. Uh, and folks uh, supporting them, thinking that they're going to even this series tonight at one game apiece. Up to $1.40 the total on this one, uh, sitting at 5 and a half. Right now, the under favorite at a dollar forty. Doubt we'll see five. Uh, the second game tonight, Matt. Uh, actually, yeah, the second game, the Hurricanes hosting the Predators. Move to the Predators, Matt. And I'm still surprised that uh, we have not seen Hurricane money. But again, still some time before puck drop. I think we'll see some Hurricanes money from eighty-five down to sixty-five. The total on this game uh, from five over to now five and a half under. And the last game tonight, seven o'clock Pacific. Avalanche at home, they get Nathan McKinnon back, biggest favorite on the board today. Open 2.30, McKinnon news came out that he's going to play or he's probable. Uh, this game up to 3.20, Avalanche in every parlay today. Uh, no, no, we're, we're, we're searching for Blues tickets. You, you'll get a good price on the Blues at plus 2.60. Uh, you might even see it come higher. Uh, the total on this one, 5.5 under. And the Avs, minus, minus. One and a half and 15 cents. On well, as big as that price line. is, and that's the biggest price on the board tonight. And by the way, I see 340 at a couple books. 340, yeah. On the Avalanche. Friday, we're in here doing the show in Colorado. The biggest favorite I can ever recall in NHL betting. Uh, Colorado was up to minus 520 yes. at some spots on Friday. Fell behind 1-0 after the first period, but yeah. won the game in a blowout. Yeah, they did. They uh, they walked away. Uh, they uh, they crushed the, uh, the LA Kings uh, in both of those games, Matt, to wrap up. Uh, the, the President's Trophy. They wrapped up the Western uh, Division, 
and uh, over the uh, Golden Knights. Hard to look at the standings, right? Golden Knights with the most wins during the regular season in the league. However, the Avalanche won the tiebreaker because mm-hmm. of the most wins in regulation. So they win. They're their number one seed in the West. They, they face the Blues here, and uh, credit them for that. You're not going to be here with us tomorrow. We're going to miss you. How about the Minnesota Wild-Vegas Golden Knights game two? How would yeah. you approach it as a better, as a handicapper? Vegas drops the first game at mm-hmm. home. A lot of people are going to look to play the zigzag, bounce back, whatever you want to call it. Vegas minus 170 or so, total of five and a half after losing 1-0 in overtime. Matt, uh, one, 155, uh, and that actually I think it's a wait-and-see approach right now. Now you're going to see $1.70 and some spots $1.60, but I think some folks are taking a wait-and-see approach also to see if Max Pacioretty, the uh, Golden Knights' leading scorer, comes back. Uh, and also to see if Marc-Andre Fleury gets to start again and not alternating with uh, Robin Leonard. So, uh, But there'll be plenty of Golden Knights money tomorrow in this one in Game 2. All right, we'll talk about that tomorrow and more PGA and NBA. It's going to be JVT uh, joining us on tomorrow's show. Thanks to uh, Jeff Davis of Circus Sports, Randy McKay, and Tim Neverett of the Dodgers. Up next, Danny Burke, Gil Alexander, Tim Murray. Big night on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.